Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. You know, I, I thought about a, a different intro. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and it completely it's gone. Gone from my brain. My Swiss cheese brain. I start, like, I get I get my morning coffee, and I start getting that, like, Coke rush. And, like, I get all, like, amped up. I'm like, fuck, yeah, let's... Let's do this. Like I start thinking of things like for the podcast. I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. But I'm also driving. And I'm like, I can't and all write motivation it. just goes. <clears throat> no, I just can't write it down. Cause I'm like dri- I'm like driving on like the turnpike. And I'm like, oh dude, that's a great idea. I'll write it down when I get to uh my next location. I get there and I'm like, what was that again? Maybe we should bring back the little like handheld recorders, like the tape recorders. Ooh, I could buy a talk boy. Ooh, yeah, remember from Home boy. Alone? Home Alone 2? Yeah, Lost exactly. in New York? I mean, I was going to say probably one of those like little ones that you can probably put in your pocket, but a talk boy? Yeah, talk definitely. boy? I need six AA batteries and a, and a blank cassette. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine like getting out of your car, like at a customer's like business and you just pull out a talk boy? I'm, I'm talking on my <laughs> talk boy as I get out. I'm just like, <laughs> intro, <laughs> intro talking about grocery store fried chicken. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I need to make that purchase. Uh, we, you know, at a, in a lull in the podcast here, I'm going to look like, that up. On didn't s- they bring them back? Did they? I thought they brought back Talk Boys for a little bit. I'm sure you can find one on eBay though. I'm gonna. I'm looking it up right now. Talk Boy, three hundred dollars on eBay. Ah, maybe just go with the little guy. In- inflation is out of control right now. God damn it, Putin! Oh, man, look what! Look what! Look what! is happening to this once great country now up, your your computer screen is like you open the ark of the covenant i know my face <laughs> is starting to melt like i'm a nazi oh my god it's like you have a youtube video of the sun playing it's because i nothing can be in dark mode <laughs> that's a that's an, a, another gripe for another day um <laughs> another, another complaint for another episode yeah nothing on We've got plenty of beer to talk <clears throat> about for this one yeah so. nothing on pc is in dark mode and it's bullshit <laughs> <laughs> peaked the audio peaked on that one i needed to make it i needed to make it really pop 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 all right everybody welcome back to the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcasts i am your host oh well i guess i should do more than that uh yeah their number one source for all things craft beer related the internationally acclaimed cindy crawford approved podcast of hops high fives and friendship oh come on man we almost had her. long Sorry, distance look. friendship it's remote friendship. Long distance. It's long <laughs> distance. Um, Podcast from home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, like two years ago. It's just like our start. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'm your host, uh, the Sultan of Swag, King of the Crunk. Tom. And I'm your other host, the Hot Master General, the Royer's Ford Rattlesnake. Oh man, I had a can ready. I can't reach it now. It's Dan. There you go. All right, everybody. Uh, it is, you know, you know how we do. You know how we do on this podcast. Uh, it's the the year of the late 90s, early 2000s hip hop. Um, I have a full, I, I went down a rabbit hole the other night. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just hopped on Apple Music and just song after song started coming to me. I have a whole playlist. I think I got us through the rest of the year. Oh, sweet. I got a big pot, a uh, big playlist of uh, some real bangers. I real... you were about to say a yeah, big, big pun. And I was like, oh, is that what it's going to play right now? <laughs> no, I, and I think I have, I think I have a uh, terror squad on there. So big pun or no, that was fat Joe, right? The fat Joe and big pun <laughs> terror squad. I know it was DJ Khalid. It was in there. Um, yeah. douching it up. And, uh, it was either Fat Joe or Big Pun. And now I'm, I can't remember which one. <laughs> Hit that lean back. Um, oh, I'm doing it right now. All right, everybody. Well, it's the uh, the year of the late 90s, early 2000s hip hop. This is the Best Best Friends podcast in the world. And we are starting right. Both of them. Ooh. Ooh, terrible. The, the, the terrible twosome. All right. The gruesome twosome. All right. Well, the podcast starts right now. What you know about going out? Head west, red legs, TVs, all of the head rest. Try and live it up, right? It's our first foray into uh, bad boy records. Jig with a cut, ship Chris, fit it up. Hose right, get your nut, tuck in. Hose right, get your nut. I'm a big man, get this man boom out of here. For somebody who listens to why you stand on the wall, hot rock all day. You are on point with us. This is my childhood. This is what I grew up on. Was late 90s, early 2000s hip hop. This is the shit that would play at the swim club. This is what we were. This is what we were dancing to at school dances. I'm just staring at photos of Terror Squad right now. Well, that's. I mean, that's a. It's <laughs> a perfectly normal thing to be doing during the podcast. Just staring at Fat Joe and Big Pun. They're they're eight you got X my, eight you got X me, button up shirts. You got my ADD on now. I just <laughs> went. I was like, oh my god, let's let's go through images. The wardrobe. <laughs> phenomenal thomas that's exactly how you uh dressed for private school oh private school no because we had a uniform we had the jackets though uh yeah i had a i had starter jackets uh yeah big thing the big thing was the first couple kids that got the fubu jerseys the fubu football jerseys those were that was like you get one of those you're in I remember the one store at the mall that always had them. Oh yeah. And it was like, good. Yeah. The one, was it the Deb? Oh, the Deb. <laughs> I'm thinking the Deb <laughs> down in down Delco. Uh, you had to hit up the Burlington coat factory. Hit oh up, man. Yeah, hit up Burlington coat factory. Grab, grab yourself a FUBU, a FUBU, FUBU jersey. You got FUBU socks. You, you could even require the jersey. You could rock Jinkos with the, with the FUBU. <sighs> 
Oh, I did rock me some Jankos, yeah. let me tell you. I had a nice pair of and I had a nice pair of black Jankos with the with the wallet chain that came with it. Ooh, yeah, okay. No, yeah, okay. it I mean that was it just came with it. I don't even think I could take it off. Just rattled around the uh the washer. <laughs> the dryer. Yeah. Clang, clang. <laughs> 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 um all right, everybody. Let's get uh let's get this shit uh Let's run do a little through. housekeeping. Yeah, let's run through this thing like we did last week. All right, everybody. Let's do it. All right. Big breath, Tom. Follow rate review, everybody. Uh following all major all major platforms. Uh Apple is follow, subscribe on whatever. Who cares? Just, you know, if you're listening, hit subscribe or follow. Whatever. Who cares? Um rating. Dan, what's our rating? Five star party. Five star party. That was real slow, Dan. You're bringing it, bringing it down there. Uh, <laughs> and then give us a review. Great, scathing, funny. Who cares? Just give us a rating or a review. That's the one. Give us a review. We don't care what it is. Just give us a review. Um, we'll read it on the. We'll read it on air. We'll read it. And you know, if you make us cry, great. More points to you. Uh, if you like the podcast, tell all your friends about it. They might like it too. If you. If you're at a if at a, if you're at a brewery, stand up on the bar and shout, "Listen to Best Best Friends podcast" over and over and over again. Do it. I mean, we're a craft beer podcast at the at the at the end of the day, so they're out enjoying craft beer podcasts or uh, craft beer, so they might enjoy a craft beer podcast. I don't know. Maybe we can get some breweries to start playing us at, over the speakers at the brewery. I don't know. Not gonna happen. No. Well, I mean, I've I have, I have contracts <laughs> written up. It's okay. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get them out. I'm going to start sending them out. I'll have my I'll have our lawyer send them out. All right, everybody, <laughs> listener support. Uh, this is the way we make the podcast better. Um, you know, give us some money, we get better equipment. Uh, we could get gas money for Dan, so we can drive over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can we can uh, we can get merch available. Um, so you do that by going onto our support page through anchor.fm slash best best friends pod slash support uh support the podcast today because we want your money give me money money me money now me a money needing a lot now yeah so we're working on uh oh we're working oh man i got the uh grocery store chicken farts um Oof. Yeah, I'm glad probably, I'm not over yeah, there. Yeah, it's probably better for you, Dan, that you're not here tonight. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, we, we we're working on another avenue of support as well. We'll talk about that at the end of the stream. Uh, if you watch our Instagram stories, like you should be, if you don't, you're a bad person. If you're listening to this and not watch watching our stories on Instagram. Shame on you. You're missing uh, meme gold. I yeah, tell yeah. We had some. We were not working in tandem but it just happened to be working in tandem uh just telekinetically uh we're just we're just really put out some bangers this weekend yeah so give us a follow yeah. uh in addition um to the listener support also want to talk about speaking of support uh we are part of the hopped up network hopped up network is an ever-growing group of independent beer podcasts check out all the other podcasts on the network at www.hoppedupnetwork.com or follow them on social media at Hopped Up Network. And yeah, Capri pants with the strings hanging down. Personally, Ooh, those were like the UFOs, I think. Used to have the strings. Yeah, personally. Out of the, like the cargo uh, I didn't, pockets. I couldn't rock the Capris. Couldn't pull it off. I know, I mean, the big baggy shorts that were borderline Capris, 
were big for a I little mean, bit. That was every pair of baggy shorts for me. I was like, I mean, I'm still the same height. I was, well, was going to say you're so. like four foot nine. <laughs> so everything is big. You know, there is no junior boys section. It's just, nope. it's boys and then men. Boys I'm, just wearing, to men. I'm just wearing clam diggers all the time. <laughs> Dan, Dan's <laughs> either, either swimming in pants or he's ready for a flood. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's bring our guest on. So you, you talked about the Hopped Up Network, right? Yep. I blacked out there for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, everybody. We are joined. We got a guest again. We're back. We got a guest. Hey, you know, we... Dan and I have learned to take re- rejection in stride and, you know, it's just, you, you, we're, we're, we cast a wide net. And it, when you do that, you gotta, you gotta prepare yourself for rejection. You know what? It's, it's not us, Tom. It's them. That's it's, what we yeah. have to just realize. You can you get, know, it's not our, it's not Tom. It's not your fault. It's not my, don't, not Tom, you, not it's you, Dan. not Tom. Damn it, it's Dan. not your fault. Not you, man. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Don't do it to me, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're joined tonight by uh, the brewer from uh, Iron Hill. I mean, everybody knows Iron Hill, right? They're basically like Starbucks now. They're on every corner. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got Chester County on lock. <laughs> you could turn turn around, turn around wherever you are, and guess what? There's an Iron Hill behind you. Oh, just just Iron watching Hill. you. Just just keeping an eye. Drink our belly beers. <laughs> um, so we're we're joined by brewer ron zieber all right let's bring him on here oh come on tom yeah. Keep clapping. you said we're clapping yeah. you said we're gonna clap for this we're doing this it's a new thing <laughs> we're gonna clap up, for guys? everybody <laughs> what's up ron what's going on ron thank you for coming on man of course all right so we're gonna be talking about some iron hill beer tonight and uh this is gonna be it's we, we're gonna we're gonna knock some uh we're gonna be knocking some rust off uh it's been, I don't know how many it's episodes. It's been a while been. since we've had to uh, interview someone. It's also been yeah. a while since we've gotten more than six beers for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and not all from the same. We got like a variety pack. Yeah, you guys asked for some Desert Island beers as well. So I, I threw oh. away the three that I gave you guys that weren't Iron Hill. Okay. Uh, just for fun, you know. Well, then Ron and I are, yeah. are going to become yeah. quick friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing I'm about, about two of those beers in uh, as a side side project here in a minute. Side quest. <laughs> while we drink the other ones. Side quest. <laughs> All right. So, which is crazy that you had those as like desert island beers, and I was like, I remember I texted a picture of those to Tom. I said, "Tell me this guy listens to the podcast without telling me he listens to the podcast." <laughs> Every single beer has been mentioned at least a dozen times. That was part of the uh, desert island pack so we'll definitely uh, get down to those they're classics man yeah they're ones that i remember drinking as a young beer drinker (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's uh let's get cracking on these beers because we got a couple to get through um so dan you want to take us through the uh the first beer that we're going to be doing yep i got it right here let me just get my sharing screen pulled up here so the first beer that we are going to get down on today is we're going to start a little crispy. Crispy to start. We are going to be doing the Lemon Cerveza, the uh, Mexican-style lager here. So we've got with a burst of fresh-squeezed lemon and lemon peel, this crisp, clean Mexican-style lager channels the very best of outdoor drinking season. Drink it on the beach or close your eyes and just let it take you there. 5% alcohol by volume. This is the essential outdoor drinking beer for me this weekend. So 
let's get down to this. All right. Are you ready to go, Tom? Yes. I have to get my beer. So we got a lemon cerveza here. <clears throat> Mexican. All right. We'll get into it. We'll we'll talk about it. Let's get a uh let's get a nice little crack here. All right. All right. Three. Ready to go? Yeah. Three, two, one. Oh, there it is. That was actually a pretty good crack, gentlemen. There she is. We almost had it all in time. Oh, did you get it? Of course. I'm a good boy. You know, the one thing I do miss about not being in the friend zone with you over there is you just spraying your face with beer every time we do the celebratory crack. I told you, Dan, I'm a good boy. I take it on the chops. Six nine nine. Good. God, I can't. it was funny. Up until this episode, I forgot about that until you brought it up. <laughs> what sixty nine nine? The nut. Yeah, you were like, I'm trying to find a radio station sound. I'm like, why are you trying to find? A- oh yeah, the radio station sixty nine nine. The nut. <laughs> it was literally the name of the last episode. I know. I know. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get uh, ooh, add a lime to it. Mm, we'll see. It's already got lemon in it. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Actually, guys. Boys, Slancha. Hmm. That is crispy. That's some proper glassware you got there, Ron. Eh, close. It's uh, actually a voodoo glass, but it is Pilsner glass for sure. Yeah. I got my, Very nice. my Very stunge. Nice. I feel like this is I a... I have that glass too. I feel like that's a, w- that's a stunge-worthy beer. I went with my little my little beach john, as I like to call it. This is my little glass that I take to the beach because it fits in the cooler. I can wrap it with a towel, just sit there and enjoy it. I have a, it's you can't see it because where I have the the office set up right now is just a wall of glassware, just in a, like like uh, like Tom's, but like three stacks higher. And <laughs> all right, like, oh flexing, flexing. Flex, no, yeah. no, I, I don't even. That's not what I would do. But. <laughs> like four deep it's it's insane like every time i just moved and it's the most tedious part of my day <laughs> oh that's got to be the worst packing yeah the worst just, just let me let me gently wrap each and every one of these in a, a sheet of newspaper yeah so in the industry uh as not for as long as i have been but um i've acquired a lot of brewery t-shirts as well oh, so okay. i just kind of killed two stones classes in the brewery t-shirts it's called working smarter not not harder folks <laughs> so and that's the way to do it that's how you get ahead in life all right so let's uh let's talk about this beer here man this is a this is a crisp i mean a mexican lager is just it's like almost the epitome of crispy um it's one of those i'd like i could drink a mexican lager all year long it's like that super crispy you always have some kind of citrus mixed in with it, or you just add a little lime to it, you know? I think it kind of takes you back to your uh, your days of drinking, uh, you know, B-double-Ls, you know, your Bud Light Limes. Yeah, the Limers. Your BL smoothies, man. I mean, that's like the Mexican lager to end all Mexican lagers, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what can you tell us about, the, uh, about this beer, Ron? So... Um, kind of you pretty much nailed it. it is meant to be the general crispy drinkable summer beer right um we brew it with uh lemon peel and lemon juice so okay. they go in at different points during the process and um 
they using both kind of gives it a nice full lemon flavor without taking away from the beer, I think. Okay. Um, Agreed. And it's very rare that I find something with fruit in it that I want to take with me to every summer event that I go to. <laughs> but <laughs> and here we are. Um, and as somebody who's had a few like beers in Mexico, this is <laughs> this is really nice. Um, I would probably actually put a lime in it, if I'm being honest with you, because it's already got the lemon. I mm-hmm. like the combination of the two. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was going to ask why if there was a a reason for the decision to go with a lemon rather than a lime, because I feel like most of the Mexican lagers that you run into have some kind of either lime brewed in it or they have some kind of lime aspect to it. And you know that might have been it. It might have been the fact that it was. It seemed more. It seems like a, it seemed like a route less traveled. I, okay. I would think, um, and I think that sometimes with the lime brewed in it, it can kind of lean almost sour. Okay, um, like that tangy lime kind of to me adds a bit of a bit of sour sometimes if it's not done correctly um, or if it's overdone, you know. And I think with the like the touch of lemon, it works really well. Um, keeping I've... it simpler, it's not as I, to me, there's a there's a really fine line between the difference of what a lemon and a lime tastes like. Yeah, it's hard to find, but there it's there. One is a little bit less tangy, one is a little sweeter, and I think that we wanted to go kind of more for the the less aggressive of the two. And especially if you do, if you if you're putting like peel in, if you're going lemon peel or you're zesting, yeah. lime is way more overpowering. Yeah. It's a very aggressive flavor um, where the lemon peel is not, it gives, it gives a really good flavor. It, it pairs, it goes well with the lemon juice where the lime, yeah. the lime peel, it kind of, it, it can overpower the, the lime juice kind of has that like earthy, really strong flavor to it. Yeah. I agree, I agree a hundred percent. And I like the, um, play on the fresh squeezed lemon and the lemon peel in this too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really nice. It's like a solid, like, in, like the lemon is sweet up front and it just has that nice, like finish with the lemon peel. It's yeah. just very well-rounded. I also think with this malt bill, we do, uh, we do a bunch of flaked, flaked corn as well. So it has that more Mexican lager style or Mexican mm-hmm. style lager feel to it that almost softer cornier texture mm-hmm. with um texture and flavor with with the lime on it and it just makes a really generally good drinkable style lager um i think if we didn't put the lemon in it it would still be a decently drinkable style lager and, and be very enjoyable but um adding that lemon makes a nice nice touch yeah it's like that outdoor beer that's something yeah. like celebratory like you know like memorial day yeah, the one right. beer I couldn't think of not having on an 89 degree day was this beer. I said, I'm, I'm drinking this. I don't <laughs> care. Before this podcast, I am going to have this beer. Yeah, understandable. I uh, had one yesterday as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like the uh, the lemon in there. It's it's really good for aromatic. It's like once I put the glass up to my nose, I'm getting a nose full of lemon. But it's not it's not like totally. an aggra- it's not aggressive in there. And it's very subtle on the drink. It just has gives it like a really nice adds a brightness to it. Yeah, it rolls right into that mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. like malt backbone and everything. Right it just has malt, a beautiful yeah. finish. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's 
it has a nice mouthfeel. It's not, it's not like aggressive with the, with the carb bite. Um, you know, it's got a good, I think it's got a solid carbonation on it. Um, yeah, it's really, I mean, it's just really, Honestly, I think this came down a little bit on the carb from what I'm tasting from when we, when we first canned it, but not in a, not in a negative way at all, which is nice. It's yeah, just, I think it's a mixture of kind of like, like you said, using the flaked corn, like almost softened it up a little mm-hmm. bit. So that's like, it's got, it's got an effect on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's just, it's just pretty to look at and it's so clear and you can see through it. I can, <laughs> I can watch the podcast right through the, right through the yeah. glass. Um, <laughs> the filtering that we put it through, it better be clear. <laughs> All right. So let's get into, uh, let's get into a little Iron Hill talk. So you've been you've been around the block with uh with a couple other breweries. Tell us what it's like brewing with Iron Hill. Um Iron Hill is different from pretty much everywhere I've been, but that the first place I brewed is different from everywhere, but um this is a lot bigger. First off, there's a there's a lot more going on as far as size-wise. Um there is a lot more of the um corporation side of things that you that you know a lot of smaller breweries don't have to deal with um and it's a lot of a it's a lot more learning which is kind of the main reason i signed up for it is it's um it gets me into areas of brewing that i wouldn't have gotten into at any other really any other place right now um so, so like continued training and education and things like that, just kind of it helping to advance your craft basically. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a big thing about Iron Hill is that they're, they're pretty well known for that. And, um, for me and I, I've grown up in a family of teachers. So, um, if I'm not learning something from a job anymore, it's time to go to a new, new job. Um, so here is a, a lot of, a lot of opportunity for me to better myself as a professional brewer. And, um, that's, that's the plan right now. <laughs> yeah. Like you were saying about the, the corporate structure. I think we, we got a taste of that with, uh, with Richie from victory. Cause that was our first like real corporate brewery that we had on. Um, when we were like, Hey, do you want to come on? He's like, yeah, let me uh, check with our communications department and make sure, you know, I, he's like had oh, to go man. through like three different channels to be like, I, yeah, I can do it. Tell them I was coming on. And I'm, <laughs> I, I, I even told, told Dan that I'm, you know, coming on for me and I'm going to, Oh yeah. I mean, do it. if I get a slap on the wrists, then whatever. We'll save, uh, we'll save all the uh, inappropriate jokes for the uh, desert <laughs> Island beers. <laughs> um, <laughs> So like brewing, you know, you went from smaller craft breweries to now you're at Iron Hill, which has, geez, it just seems like they're opening a new location every like six months. Um, it's happening quick. So do you guys have like a, do you have an R and D department? Do you have, uh, do you have different departments? Like you, obviously there's like a QA, a more yeah, so, extensive QA that you would get at like a normal, you know, yeah, one so place what, brewery. what I'm learning so far from being there, I've, I've been there for just under, just under five months at this point. Um, not just over five months, but, uh, from what I'm learning, it seems like a lot of the smaller locations that are brewing beer are the ones that are having a lot of the, the, uh, see how this works type beer. Like, Hey, you know, main office, I'm going to brew this random style and 
if it goes over well, maybe maybe we'll put it in cans eventually, kind of thing. Um, oh, cool. Whereas I'm at Exton, so I'm on the production side of things. So I'm doing a lot of the main beers that we do, like the Philly Favorite, the Danconia, basically everything I gave you guys specifically was something that we produced on our system on purpose. Um, the R&D kind of stuff seems to come from the smaller locations. And if it goes over well in the smaller locations, we progressively brew more of it and see if uh, see if it's going to be worth putting on a 30-barrel system. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, that's a cool I, – I, I think that's a cool structure to let you guys kind of yeah. do your own thing. Uh, that kind of leads in to my next question of, um, you know, what's the, what's the brewing structure like? I, I assume, you know, you have a brew master who kind of comes up with main ingredients or, you know, main recipes, they have their staples. And then how many brewers are there on the team? And is it like input input from, does every, do you guys all get together and kind of bounce ideas off of each other? Yeah. Um, so the two, my two direct supervisors are the head brewers for what I would say is probably most of most of the smaller locations brewing. Um, but the way the structure kind of works is that those those guys that are brewing, uh, those brewers that are brewing at at the smaller locations, uh, they have a meeting with the head brewer from from Exton, uh, Doug and uh, JLo, and they kind of decide through a meeting course, what they need to do and what needs to come out of which brewery and when. Um, so they have that meeting kind of separate from the production guys. Um, whereas me and two other right now, two, three other production brewers kind of handle the production floor more so than the the smaller guys. So we don't really see a lot of that. I say smaller guys, but they're people that have been with the company for years that have been, are very good at producing beer. But I mean, like in the smaller locations, um, who kind of handle making new styles of beer, new recipes of beer for us to eventually, hopefully put on a bigger system. Um, as far as like titles go, I'm still kind of getting the hang of that. It's different here. I haven't met a quote unquote brewmaster really. Um, there, we have a regional brewer in, several different locations we now have location down in a couple locations down south too so they oh, wow. have to kind of organize as a group and kind of pick out what's coming for the next couple weeks is it like the wizard of oz where it's just like a giant hologram and it's like <laughs> i am the brewmaster <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, just some like middle-aged dude in the back like, my son <laughs> just drinking just drinking a belgian behind the curtain he's like don't don't mind me <laughs> <laughs> uh no i'm not sure because again i haven't <laughs> even seen those meetings yet so <laughs> uh we got a little bit chat here pumpkin ale i haven't had i, haven't I had remember iron getting iron hills pumpkin ale if he wants some we've got plenty really <laughs> if we have a lot of it left hmm. i feel I, like that's a style like the popularity is kind of like on the decline a little yeah bit. like you haven't heard much like especially because loggers have become so mm-hmm. like yeah, they're cu- they're making a comeback, and that fall, like those early fall, late summer loggers, like Marzins and Oktoberfests, have kind of are getting people away from like the sweeter beers. You know, like we mentioned before, yeah, people getting burned out on haze craze. They're you know, they're not trying to get something, you know, sweet with a bunch of nutmeg in it, kind of thing with the pumpkin ales. Probably they're probably just trying to go with light before they make that transition to the darker beers. I'm w- I'm wondering if maybe we start to go back to the pumpkin ales that were not like 
like a pumpkin pie in a can, you know, where it was a real subtle, you know, we use pumpkin puree, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg, but you know, we get away from that. Hey, we're throwing lactose in here and oh, there's marshmallow and, Oh, we, you know what? We, we're just throwing whole pumpkin pies in the pumpkin spice latte yeah. IPA. I, cause I remember there was a point in time, probably almost eight, eight to 10 years ago, whenever I first started dating my wife, we, we did a whole, let's try as many pumpkin ales as we can try and, totally. you know, see which ones are the best ones. And, you know, it was always like pumpkin and, uh, storm King and, Hippo lantern. Yeah. Yeah. Hippo lantern. It, it, that one's pretty good. Um, not storm King. Whom, what, what am I thinking of? Uh, pumpkin. uh, pumpkin. pumpkin. Yes. Pumpkin. Yeah. Um, yeah. All those were, were always really good. You get the ones here and there. And I remembered iron Hills. We were like, Oh man, iron Hill did put out a, and that was, yeah. the, that was back in the day when, uh, you went yeah. to iron Hill and you were like, uh, Hey, you know, can I get some cans to go? And they're like, we can give you a growler. <laughs> you, can, you can buy a growler otherwise drink oh, it here man. loser <laughs> come for the schnitzel leave with a growler <laughs> yeah oh man sweet potato fries that's where it's at with the dipping sauces and it's funny because i think i i guess i also found out that most of the restaurants are kind of different too in terms of what they offer what and the offering is yeah yeah and that i remember the phoenixville location it was the, it was the cheesesteak egg rolls that did it for me all the time that yeah. was like I didn't feel like eating too much. I just wanted to have a couple beers when I was there. And they were like, well, we got these cheesesteak egg rolls. They're kind of like a meal. And I'm, they had me hooked. That nice. bartender, like I, I bought those for like five years based on one recommendation. <laughs> that was, that was the one thing that Iron Hill, I feel like excelled at was their like appetizer, like their small plate list was always exceptional because that's what I feel like a lot of people go in there for is like, let me sit out on the street and drink you know drink some beers and have you know snack on some food and man did they put out some bangers so our french fries are are some of the best french fries that i've ever had and that's like something that i will keep like i will, i'll probably quit if they get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> we always went for the uh screw you on going <laughs> training and education <laughs> <laughs> it's the french fries that move us yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, we always went, we always went with the, uh, the sweet potato fries because it had like, I think they had like four sauces. We don't have those at our location right now. I think. They were at the Phoenixville yeah. and the Westchester one. Um, but yeah, they, they had like a, there was like a vanilla dipping sauce. It was like, uh, it was so good. They were all so good. Now I'm hungry again. I'm going <laughs> to eat some more fried chicken. Um, Go get some more giant food store fried chicken. Oh, wait, where where do you go? I forget. It's not giant. Yeah, Gigante. Or, or was it giant? It was yeah. Gigante? Gigante. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I was thinking the same thing. I was trying to make it. I was like, can I make a fry adjunct joke here? Because he's talking about all these yeah. creams and lactose. <laughs> Just dump a couple fries in the into the boil. It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Salty potato. Like, it's got to work, right? Oh, that's perfect. But yeah, I mean, going back to what Dylan said, like Iron Hills pumpkin ale was a top five back in the day when, you know, pumpkin ales were just at the height of like being sought after. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Mine were probably, I had a few of the Elysian ones and Elysian at one point was making like four a year, which mm -hmm. was just unbelievable to me. And those I always remember getting and being like, wow, this is, this is stunning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think Dogfish Heads was my favorite. The pumpkin. Yeah, that was always, the one. always that was always a really good. It was, one. and it was like subtle too. Yeah. Like it wasn't like it wasn't over the top, and it was a perfect drinker too. Well, I think I think when everything started jumping the shark was like uh, pumpkin was always like a great one, and then they were like Imperial Pumpkin, Chocolate Peanut Butter Pumpkin, and you're like, oh come on, no, don't do this to me. <laughs> how many it's, different uh, you're taking how, a good thing and overdoing it now. yeah it always goes back to ian malcolm from jurassic park yep. you know yep go ahead dan and, do it's it that same i was gonna let you do the saying but i was like yeah people you know they're so preoccupied you know with if they could but they they don't stop to wonder if they should <laughs> yeah uh, it's just it, it definitely jumped the shark uh so you don't see that too you don't it, there's not like a big uh we talked about the haze craze being over it. Pump the pumpkin ale craze is over. That was a nosedive before yeah. the haze craze. Coming down, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if you guys know this, but Pum, uh, Southern Tier now does pumpkin rum. Yeah, I mean, that, it's not the, the least shocking thing that you've right. seen. I mean, all. that's not too far off with like spiced <sighs> rum and everything. Yeah, and I mean, then Southern it, Tier has that liquor sense. line. Yeah. They did uh Southern Southern Tier got bought out, right? They're like uh they're owned by Victory. Oh, they they're, are they're owned by Victory. Oh, yeah, you're right. They are owned by Victory. Yeah, they're in a uh like a partnership with Victory and Six Point now. Six Point, yeah, that's the yeah. other one. Yeah, and that's... Southern Tier has a whole liquor line. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that does make sense. You know, spiced rum, you know, just add nutmeg to it. That's just one additional spice. And you get what pumpkin spice rum there. So there you go. Throw it in your apple cider. Just have a good time. <laughs> All right, Dan, how are you looking on uh, your cerveza? Oh, I'm finished. <laughs> All right. Well, I am now too. Uh, final thoughts? <laughs> final thoughts. Um, I mean, this. I had this beer yesterday in 89 degree weather, and it was perfect. And sitting down here in my basement doing podcasts from remote, just as perfect. Uh, this is a great beer to enjoy all season, I think. Um, you have the nice, pleasant, fresh squeezed lemon and lemon peel. Uh, it's really a nice treat outdoors. Uh, but also, I think the soft mouthfeel is something where I could actually sit back on the couch, watch a movie, and also like just enjoy it too. Just very, uh, very pleasant beer to drink. Uh, I think in all situations. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would 100% agree with that. Uh, great beer for you know any outdoor activity, man. Mowing the lawn, grilling, just sitting on your porch. You know, it, it can, it's a it's that one that crosses the line of it's a lawn mowing beer, but it's also a post mow lawn beer. Ah, the post mow lawn. You know, it's it's just brought back. It's the it's an all timer. You know, it's uh, I think it works in any occasion. Um, yeah, mixing a lager just. I tell you what, good. I put my Crocs in relaxation mode. You know, I, t- <laughs> I took the uh, back off of them just for this beer. So. I can't believe your wife is still attracted to you. She got them for me. Oh, <laughs> oh man. What's the opposite of a power couple? Sour couple. I, w- I wouldn't know because I have Crocs on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the ultimate power move. <laughs> what's uh, <laughs> what's uh, she, she never, she never stopped to ask herself if she should, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ah the ian malcolm yeah um all right so what are we moving to now the uh the the what 
lions dance want, on you gold go or down whatever that's called. Uh, you want to keep continuing down the line here. The crisp. Uh, crispy 12 ounces. Uh, we can go, there we go up to our next one here from uh, Iron Hill, which is, as soon as I can share the screen, once it pops up, there it is. Boom. Oop. I think I got the wrong one. Hold on. Oh, wait. Were we supposed to do that as a group? <laughs> it's okay. We'll wait for Tom. I think he has to go back and get up. Oh. I have to go out to my other fridge to get this because I got the the uh, Mahalo beer. Ah, that's all good. Also, we'll I will be back. Uh, we may know. get to that one too. We'll see how many yeah. we can actually down on this. You guys episode, just so. just uh, sit here and Love soak in beers. soak in Ron's premature crackulation. I know he's already drinking. It. Don't worry, I'll, I'll save my crack for when you get back there. So, but we'll talk about it here. So, um, I've already had it anyway, so we're going to get into it. <laughs> I've had it quite a bit. So. Yeah, this seems to me like a uh, like like a brewer's beer, like this something is the after shift beer for sure. Yeah, yeah, the shift beer definitely. Yeah. Um, so, guys, we're going to be talking about King's Gold, which is a classic American pilsner. Here, <laughs> I like the first sentence here. Uh, marketing team got it. I am Pilsner. Hear me roar. This easy drinking American Pilsner is an absolute beast with its smooth malt flavor and robust hop taste. When it roared into the 2021 Great American Beer Festival, it ruled the day. Today, King's Gold is the pride of Iron Hill. 2021 GABF gold medal here. So you, yep. you guys took home gold for this. It's awesome. Exciting, for sure. Oh, definitely. Especially because, I mean, this is your first I guess 2021 was kind of your first year working there. No, so I actually started in January. So, so you, okay, so you started. 20. I was. Uh, I witnessed them win this at the event at Wall and Paul Pack. <laughs> oh, really? So, nice. Yeah, and I, I knew I know the brewer that was working at King's Hill at the time, or and uh, I was gonna go down there to uh, celebrate with them, and I just because because I couldn't get down in time, I didn't make it. But um, yeah, so. Oh, so you just came roaring in right after they yep, won. Right like, after they won. The hype was real. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be really sad if they don't win again, because I'm going to feel like it's my fault now. <laughs> All, right. All right, Tom, did you get your beer? I did. Got it. That's it? Got it. All right, you got the right one. Let's yeah. uh, let's give it a countdown, Tom. All Cover right. your face. Three, two, one. I avoided. I avoided oh, really? The, uh, yeah. I, I feel like you would have ran up like ran back to the <laughs> ran back to the room there so i figured it might have been a little shaken up no just avoided it matrix uh bended away from it all right uh so this beer was my end of the night beer after a long day in the sun yesterday so this was a nice crispy treat to end my memorial day weekend so i'm excited to get on to this one here Meanwhile, I was outside drinking a triple IPA. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, Tom! It's like we sw- it's like we switched bodies for I know like and twelve hours. You're wear you're rocking a Pilsner shirt. I'm rocking a a hop shirt and a hop hat. It's just everything's all upside down. We're living in the upside down. Yeah, you should get some Crocs, man. No, not <laughs> come ever. on, dude. Not ever. Ah, uh, just wait well, till you wait till you experience them, man. I won't right. ever experience them. I'm fine with my flops. <laughs> Got my flops, All bro. right, guys. Cheers. Boys, Sancha. Tom went with a stange as well. Always stange. Anytime I can stange out, I'm going to stange out. I like that mentality. So, <laughs> so I, 
I do have a question here. Sure. The description on Untapped said Pilsner. Okay. But the description on the can says Pilsner. And I think we discussed this before. It says American Pilsner. Hold on. I saw no, it. No, it says Pilsner. I know I saw Pilsner somewhere. Where did I see it? I'll figure it. Maybe it, am I seeing things? Am I going crazy? I think it was the uh, I think it was the fried chicken, man. It might have been the fried chicken. I... So Lipstick Brewer is saying, I'm buying you Crocs for our next adventure. Who the fuck uh, is Lipstick Brewer? <laughs> and I, I don't I don't go on adventures. Who is this person? Reveal is yourself. This, is this is this for you? <laughs> I don't know. Not for me. I don't want a pair. They're all you. <laughs> Solidarity, brother. Wait, is <laughs> who is Lipstick Brewer? I'm not sure. I have no idea. Who are you? Reveal yourself. Reveal yourself. Um, oh, Phil Paired Pints, is that you? <laughs> I, I mean, it good. It's on. It's on point for Phil. Um, speaking of revealing yourself, guys, phone lines are open. You'll I think it's it Hannah, but I don't know if she like went on to uh, Twitch. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. All right, guys. 484-302-8252. Call in. Uh, you can ask us questions. You can ask Ron questions. You can... Uh, the uh, phones are live. Yeah, phones hey, did you are, get that, did phones you get are that radio sound? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I'll have it for next week, though. All right, cool. 699. Uh, <laughs> um, that's our radio station, Ron. We're at 69.9 FM. The nut. It's, so, it's uh, soft... Uh, yeah, soft it's love so, making it's, so, it's soft mouthfeel music. Yeah, soft mouthfeel music. <laughs> Which I started out my career in radio, so really, yeah, well, we got to hear uh, about that. Not, not necessarily professionally, but that's what I pretty much went to school for. And then pirate radio. Were you doing pirate radio during Vietnam? Uh, was the, the show that I ran was DJ Redbeard's Pirate Radio. Yes, sir. Oh man, I'm I'm thinking of the beekeeper from Wet Hot American Summer. Oh yeah, <laughs> he like never showered. Yeah, you got a shower, man. <laughs> yeah, hey man. Oh, what a great movie. <laughs> well, um, I, I would say polar opposite of the uh, 69.9, the nut soft mouthfeel. We've got a quite a crispy boy uh -huh. in our hands oh, here yes. with this uh, classic American Pilsner. <clears throat> yeah, this is um, this is definitely what separates the uh, the men from the boys here. Um, <laughs> what separates the uh, the Mexican lagers from the American Pilsner. Um, it's that malt backbone, man. Just a really nice work hardened, you know, salt of the earth malt backbone. That it's, kind and, of, uh, it's kind of malt backbone that, you know, brings a, <laughs> a, a lunch pail to work with it. And it sounds you, you sound like a middle America, like election commercial right there. <laughs> yeah. It's the malt backbone that built this country. My name like, is Thomas K. Like a rock. Senator. Oh, <laughs> like a rock. Just Bob Seger playing yeah, in the background. Of course. <laughs> this malt backbone has the full Bob Seger collection. Oh, of course. The discography. And, you know, who's playing saxophone for this E Street band is the uh, the floral notes on these hops. Mm. Um, it's the Clarence. Yeah. Yeah, the Clarence of this E Street Band American Pilsner right here <laughs> is, uh, yeah, the floral notes on this are what really stick out, and they just end on that beautiful malt backbone. Yeah. yeah. The nobility of the hops really comes through. Um, yeah, it's just everything is working well here. Um, obviously, 
I mean, you have a GABF winner. I mean, Eastern PA just dominates GABF every year. It's just the best beer in the world comes out of a small southeastern Pennsylvania section here. <laughs> just we just run we just run rampant on uh, GABF. Just dunk on everybody. <laughs> SoCal, sure. suck it. Boom, dunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is the uh, this is you know kind of the epitome of the the classic American Pilsner. It's just everything working well together. Uh, noble hops, malt. Uh, it's super crispy, very approachable, very drinkable. Um, and we've said it, if we've said it once, we've said it a thousand times on here. This is like the, this is the beer that you serve to somebody that comes in. That's like, mm, I don't like hops. I don't, I don't like craft beer. It's all IPAs. And, and well, no, uh, it's not, uh, you know, this is this is a craft beer. It's a pilsner. You like you like your uh, you like your your you know Bud Lights and your Miller Lights that you drink at your uh, Brian Adams concerts or whatever you go to. Uh, uh, so that's try, Canadian. Is that Canadian? Is it Brian? Yeah. Who am I? I, I don't yeah, know. Brian any, Adams is Canadian. I don't know any country. Like you totally just left America there for a second. Yeah, Come on, man. I, I don't know. We're any talking about American Pilsner. Who, here. What, what's Canadian a country Pilsner. artist? I don't know any country people. Uh, <laughs> Luke Bryant. There we go. You're at your yeehaw and that your your Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn, Florida Georgia Line, baby. Yeah, sure. Uh, those are things. Those are words. Um, <laughs> those are words. <laughs> yeah, uh, they make quote unquote music. Sure. I guess that exists. Um, yeah, you're you're drinking your Bud Lights there, but, you know, this is just a craft version of that. Yeah, it's a more flavorful mm-hmm. style of that beer. It's it, they're like we even categorize this as like a pre pre prohibition lager, which Ooh. is quite literally what those big beers are. Touch of corn, big traditional hops and. That's what it should be, but you know it's since been a little, a little watered down and made to be less of what it should taste like. And so, this is a nice example of of what it was or what it could be. We're over here talking about country music, and I like I like my beer like I like my music with a touch of corn. (laughs) I knew I could just finding a way to put touch of corn in there somewhere. (laughs) Touch of corn with a K. Boom, da, da, boom, da, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's a little one in there what's great um and you definitely highlighted it is it's we've actually i think we talked about the pre-prohibition lager style earlier in our episodes um stickman did their uh they did one as part of their experimental series and yeah it's just a more full-bodied version of some of those mass-produced ones that you yeah. get um yeah that and you made a great point watered down, which is kind of how you feel when you have some of those. Yeah. 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 Some of the, yeah, I, yeah, I would say I'm just, gonna I, say said, it, I said it more as turn of a phrase, but it does. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, it may even literally be. <laughs> it might. I mean, well. it, so here's the thing. It's, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it, those beers serve their purpose. If I'm, yeah. if I'm playing 18 holes of golf, I'm probably drinking a Miller light. I'm not drinking, you know, I would probably get a little bogged down by the, by the iron Hill Pilsner. Cause it's just, you know, you're drinking six, eight of yeah. them on the course. You're not going to, it's just, they're not going to sit well. And yeah. yeah. I get that too. You know, everybody's got those, those beers that they reach for on, uh, 
in those specific situations, you know, in a, in a quantity versus like, yeah. yeah. And, um, I don't know it like in college, I was a big proponent of hams, <laughs> Huge nothing wrong with that. you know, before yeah. I was, before I was brewing beer, nothing but, wrong know, little hams. for the price. Yeah. Yeah. This is huh? what you need. This, this podcast was, has turned us to, to like, uh, you know, having a little Gansett every once in a while. Yeah. There you go, man. Gansett. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've always been fans of that. I mean, even at like the larger level, like the banquet beer. Yeah. We used to, we used to pregame with some banquet beers. Miller High Life, man. I am a huge lover of Miller High Life. The the champagne. Me and my buddy will drink. Yeah. Me and my buddy will drink (laughs) that shit out of a pack of that. (laughs) Just breaking. Oh, just breaking that. That gold foil. Oh, there's something, oh, man. there's something that makes you feel fancy about that. Yeah, champagne of beers. Remember when they put in a champagne bottle too around the holidays? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so nice. I still haven't gotten one. I'm trying to find them. I'm trying, no. to, I'm trying to get a hold of one of those bottles. They had them at like giant man. food stores. So yeah. ne- this yeah. year it'll be back. <laughs> I think I think the best best friends podcast is just gonna be me and Ron now. Because we're I'm in the same <laughs> I'm on the same journey to try and find that uh that Miller Light. The, the high, high life, life yeah, the high bottle. life champagne bottle. It was at Giant, like I, it was right down the street for me. <laughs> I was, I, and yet, I, I feel like I make excuses for it, but I've been away for quite a bit, you know, and I just like never got around to finding it. And now this year, I'm gonna make a, a concentrated effort to get there. <laughs> That's the goal this year, Dan. The holiday episode, our our I, proper I Christmas episode, we're having a champagne bottle full of the champagne of beer. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I think we got to, we have to find a, we have to find a fireplace location to drink it. Like, or just sit, a green screen. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You'll log a green screen. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I think we need to, I think that, I think that's the next, uh, I think that that's the next, uh, the next the, part of our, our, uh, that's the next level up for our podcast is just doing everything in front of a green screen in green screen. Yeah. It's the next evolution. I mean, yes. to be honest, I really enjoy sitting at a desk versus on the corner. I actually, I could, I'm spreading my feet out. Like I'm just sitting here like in full relaxation mode right now. Crocs. I kicked them off earlier. They're just hanging out by my feet right now. Just wild. Yeah. Let's get rid of Dan here for a minute. <laughs> get rid of him with his stupid croc talk and <laughs> All right, everybody. This is the new best best friends podcast in the world. V V two point oh. Wait, I always mess that up. Uh, uh. Yeah, we can still do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah, we're uh. Yeah, we're not we're not doing remote all the time. That's not happening. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm relaxed. Uh, well, this is the end of the podcast then. <laughs> um, uh, so we had something come in here. Uh, isn't Iron Hill the most winning brewery east of the Mississippi or something like that? Yeah, most winningest metal, me- most meddling brewery on east of the Mississippi. From meddling. The me- mysterious- like Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's, that's These damn I- meddling <laughs> brewers. <laughs> Them dang meddling brewers. Which again, when we talked about the educational opportunities that they present, that's that's a big thing. Which is it's so crazy. Like Iron Hill is not like you know not a knock against it at all, but it's not like a hype brewery and by any no. you know any definition. It has given birth to plenty of hype breweries, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the thing. The the brewers that have come from Iron Hill that 
even just that I know of that are very successful are, uh, I believe the guy from two SP and I think even yeah. team worked, ends, worked, yeah. worked yeah. here at one point. Yeah. Um, those are the ones I just off the top of my head. I think but, he was the guy who was frying the cheesesteak egg rolls. Yeah. <laughs> I kept wondering why he was adding lactose to the fryer and they were just like, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> He's like one day I'm gonna. He's like one day I'm gonna brew beer. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, try our our oak barrel aged egg rolls. All he ever talks about are the damn egg rolls. Why is he? Why is he talking about a barrel program in the in the kitchen, <laughs> on the fry line? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's Cinderella like Cinderella story. Fryer turned brewer. <laughs> um. Oh, all right, I'm gonna leave it alone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going. <laughs> um, but it's it's the same thing we we talked about before with uh like Rock Bottom. Rock Bottom has like a surprising amount of like brewers that open breweries that came yeah. out of it. Out of we we dubbed it the Mall Brewery, you know, because it was in King of Prussia Mall. <laughs> Just such a weird location to have like you know, Sterling pig and new trail. And who, who was the other one that came out of there? Sterling pig know. and new trail are the ones that we've talked about on the podcast. I thought we talked about somebody else too. Maybe I not. Think those are the only ones that we, we brought up, but I'm but yeah, sure one I mean, will come I mean, to mind as we're talking you have about those. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like you said, these, like you wouldn't think about it, like with the breweries that came out of it. Yeah. Two SP. I mean, that's, that's a huge, uh, that's, that's a huge undertaking. Yeah. yeah. Especially coming out of there. Um, I mean, and it's, it's awesome. I mean, especially what you talked about, like you are here because you know, you're brewing beer, but also continuing your education as a brewer. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Like, like I mentioned before, if I'm not, if I'm not moving forward and how to do this, then Ooh, I'm well, not, I, I need to city sacred vice. Yeah, oh, Sacred Vice came at two SP. I guess before that was Iron Hill. I guess yeah. was Ruby part of. I guess Iron Hill. Before that, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Lipstick so Brewer, help us! All the famous people. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, give us a little. Uh, a little. Oh, just confirmed. Yes, yeah. Ruby was. So, give us a little uh, history of your your brewing background. All right. Cool. Um, so like probably many people that have said this on the podcast that I've, that I've heard, I kind of fell ass backwards into it in a very lucky manner. Um, started off kind of home brewing, and then, um, I was working at a local craft beer bar in uh, West Reading where I'm from, um, called the Barley Mo. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I used to work there. Um, and one of my regulars at the time was uh, a man named Colin Presby who uh, worked for Stouts at one point, worked for Weyerbacher at one point and uh, Kutztown pub at one point as a brewer. Um, he also became the first brewer to take over and start really start up the uh, Carnival Cruise Lines brewing program. Really? Wait. Yeah. Um, what a random thing before he took over there, I actually applied with him at, um, Kutztown pub to be an assistant brewer and never got the job. But when he went to carnival, he needed to 
get somebody on board pretty quick to train up. So I got to be the, the first, the first brewer under him there. And uh, again, I was coming from just some very, very failed homebrew attempts. (laughs) Um, And I ended up learning pretty much how to professionally brew through, through Colin and uh, got to do it while traveling a whole bunch, which was an awesome, awesome experience for me. And so I did that for like five years. Um, so it was away for quite a while. When the pandemic hit, I was actually signing off anyway to come home for my vacation time. And then pandemic hit, I took a lot of time off, which was nice because that job was, it was rigorous. It was a lot of work and for long periods of time, uh, away from friends, away from family. So I took a bunch of time off, kind of did a little bit of traveling on my own around the area the best I could during, you know, pandemic. But, um, after that I started to kind of realize I needed a job. So found a really good ad in uh, pro on probrewer.com for wall and fall pack up in uh, Holly, Pennsylvania. Um, who I think actually was on the podcast while I was there. <laughs> I wasn't there that day, but yeah. So, um, they gave me a great opportunity to come up there. I moved up to Scranton. And I worked there for about a year. You got to learn how to brew without sleeves there. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, we had so many jokes about coming into work on Halloween dressed as uh, dressed as Logan. <laughs> it's <laughs> not Logan a hard costume Logan. to pull off. <laughs> <laughs> Logan, man, he's, he's a, he's a character. He's a phenomenal brewer. Um, the dude is just hyper smart and knows exactly what needs to be done for recipes. and. Um, I, I always, I always like hyping them still, even though since I've, since I've come home is they're going to be, if you're talking about lagers, they're doing them probably better than most breweries in Pennsylvania right now. And it just sucks because they, they don't get out much. Yeah. It's crazy. Like he had such a wealth of information on the podcast, but he was dressed like he was putting 45 on the diesel pump. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He he was like the definition of don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. We were just like, we were amazed by it. And And he is low key. One of the funniest people I've ever met, like quietly hilarious. Like he knows exactly when his timing needs to be to say something ridiculous and hilarious. (laughs) And you just kind of hear it out of the corner of your ear sometimes. And, <laughs> and you're just like, wait a minute, what did you say? <laughs> and you laugh a whole bunch, but uh, yeah, they're doing really great things up there. And um, I definitely, definitely, I definitely sad to leave that up there because of how great the beer is that they're making, but it was time for a change. It was time for getting closer to home um, from Reading originally. Um, so I moved back that direction and found a really, really good job right now at, uh, at Iron Hill. And then I've been there since. That's awesome. Yeah. Like great journey. The second, the second half of your journey is just like full of like, just like great names. But all I can think about is, were you brewing on a cruise ship? Is that like, so (laughs) I'm sorry. I hate to like backtrack, but I was just going through the logistics. I'm like, he spent five years on a ship. <laughs> it's like five years on a cruise ship. I'm like, yeah, you were deployed. <laughs> yeah, that was basically where I cut my teeth. Now, again, that being said, like, deployed. I don't think what? it's fair to say deployed. I, you know, no, I, I know, but like eight months contracts, and I was yeah. able to, you know, 
get off in Mexico and get tattoos and drunk a lot. So like it wasn't, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't fighting anyone. And no. Yeah. I mean, but like, quarters ever you, you had shore leave. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I did, uh, I did about five years worth of contracts, which I guess is the best way to put it. And I started that in actually Athens, Greece um, is wow. where I started that contract. Eventually the ship came over. And then just did Caribbean, but for the first like month and a half of my time with Carnival, it was all Mediterranean. So I got to do a bunch of Italy. I saw Rome, you know, I, I got to do all those cool things while learning to brew. So was the, are the brewing systems at like ports or are you brewing on the ship? Physically on board the ship. Carnival right now has four ships with a physical brewery on board. What? Three, most of them are three barrel systems with like eight, seven barrel tanks about. What is that like with I'm like kegs? Like so perplexed. You're, you're just like. So a lot of the stuff we did was actually serving tanks. We had a few kegs okay. on board, but that okay. was just for like seasonal stuff. So it, it goes never... into like a bright tank that just shoots the beer into like, <laughs> I guess, what, like seven glycols up to like where it goes well, out. So that was the thing. We only served <laughs> the beer in the pub. So it was more of a, a brew pub. Um, okay. So, okay. So it was in that. Pub. Okay. Got yeah. It. it was all right there. So do you, do you start brewing before the cruise takes off? No, it depended on the day. Um, you know, a lot of the times we, we scheduled stuff to happen when people were there because the brew house was out in the open. It was a very visual showpiece oh. kind of brewery. Um, it was actually a glass, glass vessels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'd have to send you guys photos, but I, I don't even have them on me right now, but basically like, Two glass vessel system that was three barrels, and we would start kind of, kind of early afternoon because by the time that we were doing all the, the heavy lifting and stuff, there were all the guests were coming back on board from whatever port they were in, so they would come right to the bar for a drink and they'd see me working and they'd be like, "Oh, this is really cool." So, yeah. but uh, so what were you like serving? Like, Casework, and they're like, "Oh, look at him work." Yeah, it was very fishbowl. <laughs> It was very, very fishbowl. So what, yeah. what kind of <laughs> beers like were you serving? Were you brewing place. there? Like, I can't imagine like lagering a beer and you, they're like, no. oh, what are you working on? And you're like, yeah, this will be ready in a couple months. Don't worry. <laughs> Summer ale. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> we kept a lot of our stuff very basic, but quality styles. Like we did do a lager. We did an Oktoberfest, um, but we didn't, you know, there was not a whole lot fancy going on because we did serving tanks. So we kind of just treated it as traditionally as possible. And we put one in the tank very, very early on. And we let it sit there until Oktoberfest was Hmm. happening. So like the last time I brewed Oktoberfest before signing off, we brewed it in the beginning of like the end of June. And then basically we just let it traditionally handle itself in a fermenter. Um, And it, it turns out good. It's still one of my favorite beers to make there, but um besides that you know we had an american ipa we did a belgian wit beer um we did a coffee stout and occasionally just a base american pale ale. okay i mean when you first said you brewed on a cruise ship i'm like i'm thinking they like lock you in your room and they give you like six mr beer kits and they're just <laughs> sliding on your counter you're like no 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 <laughs> no it's a, it's a it's a real setup it's a nice nice german brew house um no. Albert Brow Technic is the producer of it. They are, um, oh. they are, they've actually installed on chips, a separate German language line that they do the same thing. The difference is 
they bring on like a guest brewer every month instead of like oh. how long have they been hiring breweries on ships has it been like after 1945 or are we talking before 1945 oh see i don't know their dates they've uh <laughs> Aida the, is the Duluth. <laughs> what is are we talking? Are we talking brewing facility on Das Boot, or are we talking like brewing facilities after everything? Kind of, you know. Hey, no, sorry guys, we're that, back. This is our yeah. U, this is our U boat brewery. Yeah, this is our U boat. You gonna love uh, this. <laughs> um. All right, Dan, American Pilsner. You still haven't finished it yet, man. Come on. I've been taking my time. Come on. I pregame this. Yeah, we got we got to <laughs> do uh we got to do the uh the, the remote stuff so I can drink a lot. I I mean, I am enjoying it. But uh <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, I will do it remote. Um classic American pilsner. Um this was great uh a great transition between two lagered styles here, uh going from something with a softer grain bill to something a little bit more, I would say, maltier, um, great floral um, notes from the hops. Um, and all of that led to, um, I think, what, Tom, you mentioned before with the uh, Mexican lager. Um, this leads to more of a carb bite in this uh, variation yeah. versus the softer mouthfeel in the uh, Mexican style lager. Uh, this is, and we talked about it right before you hopped on, this is the Brewer Shift beer, and it's a gold medal shift beer. So... I mean, you can't get any better than that. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, classic. Uh, I mean, what else, what can you say about a gold medal winner that it hasn't already been said? It's just, it drinks, it drinks right. Uh, it's just really well done. I mean, that's all you can really say about it. Just the kill shot of cans to my left is starting to pile up right now. <laughs> you should see the office. Once you said we were, we were doing it remote. I was like, Oh, cool. I don't have to clean in here. <laughs> There's just glasses and cans everywhere. It looks like it's my uh, last week. Yeah. It looks I like, just, it looks like I my, this. So you can see like right here, there's stuff that hasn't, it needs to be fixed. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I noticed that as it got darker in that room, yeah. it started showing up right yeah. there. Yeah. The office looks like like my fraternity suite in college. Just glasses <laughs> and beer everywhere. It smells sour in here. <laughs> it's his golf shoes. Yeah. Oh, I keep those in the basement. Those are then <laughs> they're not allowed on the first floor. <laughs> oh my god. I, I I golfed yesterday and I wore black shoes and that was just a mistake. Oof. My my I had I was cooking some dogs yesterday. Oh god. Oh, I had to sop those socks off. That is disgusting. <laughs> All right, I need I need a palate cleanser after that description. <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, the can art on this is just all of the can I, art has been great, but this is fantastic. I am honestly a fan of templates too, and I feel like there are some templates to these. Yeah, um, some specific layouts to these cans. Um, that make them one unique, but also um, true to the Iron Hill brand. And what was cool about Iron Hill doing cans is I wouldn't say they relate to the game, but like when they came out, it was like, Oh cool. Iron Hill's doing cans. Now, like we started getting into the can craze and then all of a sudden we started seeing Iron Hill cans too. And it just, there was like a nostalgic kind of, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> 
So my wow. my facility, the actual facility, beer. does all the canning. So I've actually gotten an opportunity to work on the line, which has been, again, like I said, lots of learning curves, lots of picking up new things. But we are going away from the shrink wrap. Okay. Um, so we did get a labeler just recently. So we're going to actually be able to put on like sticky labels, which I, I believe make them a little bit more recyclable as well as um, right now it's, you know, kind of kind of hip. You mean you mean also re- refrigerator stickable? Um, yeah, I would assume. Awesome. <laughs> the oh, same man. labeler that that I remember the guys that would come can at Wall and Ball Pack used. So okay. yeah, you could stick those on anything. Oh, so you want some like obscure artwork on the can, but then like have the brewery and the name of the beer and tiny lettering on the back, just very tiny, like very I subtle. Think actually, the cans that we're getting it are uh, the cans were. I think this is this is still like office stuff they're considering. I think, but um, if you I say three sixty pop, Todd, I'm top. I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. No, they're in too many states for that, Tom. Too many. Yeah, states for unfortunately, that. we can't get away with that. Like Sly Fox had to stop too, but damn it. Um, no, but I think we're actually. I think we're doing. Uh, darker cans with uh, oh. Iron Hill on the on the crown. Oh, so then the sticker is just going to go on. So those. bougie, yeah. Ooh, so damn. bougie. Well, they they should look pretty slick, I would think. I like <laughs> it. You can get your Iron Hill can in silver or space gray. Rose <laughs> ro- rose gold will be available in the fall. <laughs> oh man, I mean, they have so many medals. It's like the apple. Yeah, it's the <laughs> yeah. apple brand on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah the Ron's, you can get it you can get it in 16 ounce or the 19 ounce stovepipe can mm-hmm. <laughs> next time ron's gonna show up with a black tur- uh mock turtleneck <laughs> when are you gonna see it <laughs> <laughs> all right let's uh let's get into this beer here dan so we're gonna be Which doing the, the cannibal oh yeah we're on cannibal the now cannibal let me get that. I'll wait for here. you guys this time. I jumped the gun last time. I apologize. So the Cannibal is a uh, is a Belgian style ale. It's seven point eight percent alcohol by volume. Uh, breathe easy. The only thing to fear here is that you may never taste another beer as refined as this. Uh, what's this the hell? Just, what just what's happened? Happening? What just happened? There we I go. I don't know. There, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> With complex flavors and a finished uh, and a finish accented by. Tropical notes and dry spice. There's a lot more to this Belgian style than its subtle golden hue suggests. Uh, we got another multi-year GABF winner. Yeah, look at that. So we got, uh, was it 2015, 2006, and 2005? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Metal, gr- medals on medals on medals. Wow. What a great beer. Um, also, fan of the... Mm-hmm. fan of the can art right there yeah that I is pretty badass it. <laughs> it's so cool it's fun. got some blob vibes there yeah, yeah. it's like kind of old school horror yeah yeah it's got that old like classic comic book meets yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. old horror like shout, movie posters shout out stabby stabby podcast oh yeah we'll talk about that in a sec yeah. or a little later um let's crack this beer all right three two one. Oh my god there it is I took a beer off. <laughs> my wiping rag. All right. So while we're pouring this out, um, a little, I guess a little bit of special history between this beer and you, uh, Ron. So this is, this is one of your uh, first beers you got to work on when you started with uh, Iron Hill. 
Yeah, so um, it is the first beer that I actually got on the canning line for. Um, it was kind of already in the tanks uh, the day I got there, but it was the day that I got there, we were moving it to uh, to the bright tank. So I was, they were quote unquote teaching me how to transfer a beer until they realized that I, I knew how to do that. <laughs> uh, and they, uh, I also helped, we, we do a special version of this for, uh, Valentine's day. So I started like right in the, right in the middle of January. So we had to get that ready as well. So we did a special version of this beer in a smaller batch, um, with cherries as well. I didn't Ooh. like it as much, but kind of a big part of this was, I still have the first can that I pulled off the line. Actually, this is the empty one. Ooh. Oh, oh awesome. that is so cool. Yeah. yeah so I, I, the first time that I got a chance to do the, do the canning thing, which is something I've never done before in my life. Um, it's also a beer that I really like, so that helps a bunch. <laughs> um, it's a style of beer that I um, think needs to have a little bit more of a showing in the United States because, um, yeah, I mean, look at somebody's that. got most of the. Uh, Come on, <laughs> look at that! You can see most of the background on it yeah. in uh, Belgium. But yeah, I'm a big fan of the style. I think it's a a big, powerful punching um belgian style beer that that stays on the stays on more on the kind of american spectrum with how forward the hoppiness tends to be with these they're a little bit brighter than the belgian triples and stuff but very similar still um they kind of put out a lot more forward bitterness and a little less of the uh a little less of that that belgian yeast esters like the esters yeah, and stuff that like you that. get it's a little bit more of a straightforward kind of Belgian triple style with a lot more hops. So, um, I don't know. I think it's a really cool beer. And like I said, uh, Duvel is kind of the king. <laughs> oh, of yeah. It. yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, we need to see gotten a Christmas yeah. variety pack. You've had it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I love the glass still though. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, let's, uh, guys. let's cheer a beautiful clear golden, Belgian. Slancha boys. Mm. I've been uh I've been like subtly stealing sips here because I've been excited for this one. Yeah. Oh man, I, no no shame at all, man. I, I like I said it's such I a really it's a, like this Yeah, it's such a well done Belgian. Um crispy, um, very approachable. It's not like uh it's definitely lighter. Um not like not it doesn't have a, a heaviness to it, but it still has all of those really nice Belgian characteristics. I'm definitely getting like the banana esters. Yeah. Um it's very light and subtle. Like mm-hmm. it's not as heavy as yeah. The one like yeah, your double, your triple. Right. One of my least favorite descriptors in beer is bubblegum, but it's an accurate one. It is. Um, yeah. Like it makes sense why people say it, but I, I just don't I don't know. There's so many different types of bubblegum that that's <laughs> You know, but I, apparently there's a classic bubblegum flavor, and this one I, to me gives. I use it for Belgian wheats when I describe it to people. Yeah, yeah I, un, I, I like. I get the like whenever like when you say mm. bu- bubblegum, it's like okay, yeah, I get it. But like my first instinct, or like the first thing that hits my palate, is always banana in yeah. in these Belgians, and I get like All the right. I get like the raisin or the prune esters in it that you kind of get like those uh those dried kind of fruit. fruit yeah dried fruit, yeah. but it's always. I always get banana right up front. 
Yeah, the banana runs. And mm-hmm. like you mentioned before, light body on this definitely separates it from the pack of you know, the triples and stuff like that. Um, honestly, a lot of Belgian styles are, you know, I always say I'm like the hop guy here. I love IPAs, but like Belgians are kind of my, my close second. I've always just had a soft spot for like the Belgian beers. They always hit for me. Honestly, Belgian wheats brought me back to like wheat beers because of the bubble gum and the fruit esters in that. Right. It's, it's just something that kind of always resides and like gives me a nostalgic kind of, especially with Iron Hill, like their Belgians have always been like the reason I went to Iron Hill is like, Oh, the Belgian triples out. Oh, the Belgians there. I'm going to go, you know, have a couple Belgian beers because there wasn't really a lot of places locally where you could just go and have their Belgians. They always had everybody else. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was, I mean, we've talked about it uh, before. It was always like, uh, like Mary Monks was always the, that was always the Christmas beer. You know, that was our holiday beer. Yeah. yeah. We came home from college, go up to the store, buy a, you know, a 22 ounce bomber of Mary Monks. And that's what we drank on uh Christmas vacation. You know, it's, it, that's what I think that's what you think of with like a Belgian and that flavor. Um, and it's really, you know, this is almost like a lighter version, you know? And I do like that you mentioned hop forwardness because there is like a, it's, it's subtle, but there is some hoppiness right up front that I I feel like comes out in this more than other traditional Belgians. Yeah. We've had uh, like Belgian pale ales in the mm-hmm. past, which I love too, because there's a lot more hop forward on them as well with a nice Belgian finish. But this is like, it, it sits in the middle between those Belgian pails I've had and like, you know, some of those doubles and triples. Yeah, so years ago, I don't know if they still do it, but speaking of, of Duval, Duval, they used to do a dry hop version of their Belgian, their Belgian strong. Okay. And I remember I was I was very new into craft beer at the time that I saw it, and I remember having it and really enjoying it. But I haven't had it like since. Um, I could probably still go back on my Untapped and find a rating on it, but I remember it being like being really solid. And that was kind of one of my first introductions to it was because they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to dry hop it and see if people, you know, in the United States want it. And um, I quite enjoyed it. And then from there, I got into realizing how good um, just the regular Belgian strong, you know, the Belgian golden strong alley it was from them. And um, it's become a style that I've I've really leaned on when it comes to Belgian beers. A lot of the times it's. It's a little bit lighter flavor, like you guys mentioned. It's not as estuary and fruity as as like the typical triples and doubles and quads and stuff. Um, but it's still very forward in the, the heat that you get from the alcohol, the hot bite, and and uh, the good carbonation is what gives it, gives it such a standalone flavor from the rest of those Belgian styles. What um? So what hops were used in this? I remember correctly, it's a little bit of size. <clears throat> okay. It's not a whole heck of a lot. The yeast still does a lot on this one, mm-hmm. but it's a, um, and if you, yeah, if and this you, one again, like I said, it's, it's, it's more on the back end that I was around for it, but, um, I remember seeing the, the brew sheet. I'm pretty sure there's a bit of size. And a lot of the times it's safe to say that if we're bittering something, we're using Bravo, okay. <laughs> and that's super American, <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our early hop additions on, non IPAs or Bravo. So okay. it could be. Yeah. I, and I mean, I just, I assumed on this, you have to go, I think you have to go noble yeah. on these. Um, 
you don't want to get too crazy with like a you don't want a tropical yeah. or you don't want anything kind you don't of want a, like that you don't want piney you want you don't yeah, want to yeah, something like a floral bite to it just a nice a nice, a nice belgian with a with sabro oh yeah a little sabro <laughs> get a little suntan lotion in there too. yeah Nice coconut. Yeah, nice yeah. We want we want to give you the feel that you're drinking a Belgian on the beach, <laughs> <laughs> which is like I mean, Tom, if anybody drinks heavy beers on the beach, it's Tom. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Belgian on, on the beach is a, is either a beer name or an event name. <laughs> oh, hold on! You can actually you can hear Jamie Buffett trademarking <laughs> that. It's already he's already got it on the t-shirt production. <laughs> I'm sure Iron Hill can get him to do a Belgians on the beach song. Like they've got oh, the bankroll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Belgian on the beach and stuff and buy my burgers or whatever. In Iron Hill, Tampa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> yeah, it's got it. No, it's a, a, yeah, that's a, that would be a panhandle Iron Hill. Yeah. For that. sure. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Tom, I'll like, send you some country, buddy. <laughs> I, uh, I will, I will adamantly ignore that. <laughs> I, I hate unless it's outlaw country. I'm already right. okay. All right, yeah. I can listen to that. I don't want any of this bubblegum pop. Absolutely none of that. Me, I promise. The only no, from what I know of Ron, he has he has impeccable music taste. I think the only country that I've ever enjoyed is I mean Johnny Cash and Trace Atkins. Yeah, you need to. You know, I say this to everybody who asks me about country music. It's it, for for at least newer stuff. You want Sturgill Simpson or oh, yeah. Tyler, Tyler Childers? What about that? What Tyler. about this one? I like this country song. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can be done? We've got a long way to go and a short. There it is. I like I like my country to oh, make me think of a Trans Am tearing ass through Texarkana. You need like a Merle Haggard like a track yeah. tape. <laughs> Merle is such a good pick, though. I mean, even like Willie Nelson, man. I can get down with some Willie. Yeah, some Willie's always good. I feel like Willie's just like in a. He's just a. He's a style of music all to himself. To himself, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's the Snoop Dogg of country, I guess. <laughs> he's the West Coast hip hop of outlaw country. Most perfect. <laughs> description i've ever heard <laughs> yeah. oh i i know like i've every time i've heard willie nelson i'm like all right i, I can sit down and listen to this yeah just slow the west, melodic and, the west coast hip-hop of like outlaw country yeah just, just chilling like chill version yeah yeah <laughs> yeah both of them have a slide guitar in it at some point <laughs> <laughs> they can both crip walk yeah <laughs> um all right, let's uh we're getting up on a, an hour and a half. Ron, can you stick around to do some bonus time on the stream? I I'll do whatever you guys. I'm good. I cool. Brought a whole pack of beer. Um, all right. Um yeah, all good. All right. So we're gonna wrap up the audio portion here. Um, if you're an audio only listener, sucks to suck. You should be on stream. Sucks um, to be you. I mean, yeah, we've told you this multiple times. Get on stream. It's not that hard. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. It's all available. I mean, it's really not hard. Stop talking about, you know, your Fox News posts or whatever on Facebook. Take a take a step back and watch us. Just say that got so awkward for a second there. <laughs> um, yeah, just just watch us, you know? Watch us. We watch tell you me. when it is. 
Mondays at or Tuesdays at eight. The stream is where things get fun. So yeah, doing a little bonus time. We haven't done it in a while. So we have not done it in a while. We got a uh, we got some fun stuff coming up here. Um, Ron, thank you for coming on and talking with us. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I guess uh, poor decision. Um, I do a uh, <laughs> a very loose side Instagram, um, which sounds horrible, but uh, basically. I take cool photos that are as cool as I think they are and do a record and beer pairing and write cool. a little, write a little, little, I guess, review or caption about both. And that's kind of, um, kind of my big thing. Yeah. I yeah. like it. And yeah. if you're an audio only listener, um, hop on the stream and check it out. Yeah. Cause that's what we're going to get into now. Yeah. Um, so guys, yeah, follow it is also, it's poor, underscore underscore decision yeah, it's two underscores unfortunately yeah. so remember it's two because if you put in one you're not going to find them <laughs> the one night that paired pints is an on stream like that was like that's like a perfect collaboration poor decision yeah, we have a guy who pints. pairs food with beer too <laughs> i think he followed poor decisions after you guys mentioned it on the instagram i think i i saw that name come up oh nice yeah so appreciate it we'll make, make we'll make every we're we're, we're the uh we're what binds. We bind the community <laughs> together. We bring friends together, yeah. you know. Hey, I mean, we started uh, we started promoting you, and one of the brewers of Forest and Main started following us, so maybe we'll actually get them on the podcast. Yeah, that was Avery. Um, I also told Avery <laughs> that I would give her a shout-out because she's the one who was at Iron Hill before I got there. Oh, um, awesome. She's a friend of mine even before um, we got the job together, which was cool, but she has since moved to Forest and Main and – Obviously, they make great beer. Yeah, we need to we need to have her on because we wanted Forest of Maine so bad, and we got adamantly told no, no. (laughs) We were we were told it was never going to happen. Um. We 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 were told. Oh, there there she is. Hey Avery, Avery, come on the podcast. Yeah, on the podcast. We we were told that Forest of Maine is basically run by Howard Hughes, and uh, (laughs) they would never. <laughs> we like Listen the beer though. We like we the beer. Free in their head. <laughs> we 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 got we've got the most sincere, flat out, quickest no for a podcast episode. Not only that, but it was a laugh and then a no. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was, it was we were at the uh, we were at the opening of uh, Warwick's Warwick. tap their new tap house. Yeah, we went to their soft opening. I think we talked to uh, someone sixty nine nine <laughs> we talked to somebody Soft in the opening. marketing department. We just kind of like passed the idea along. Oh yeah, like, we yeah, we, <laughs> no. We gave him stickers. We we're like, we'd love to have him on. We love the beer, man. We're all in the lager, yeah. And he was like, <laughs> no, they won't do it. He's like, I'll ask, but it's gonna be no. It's gonna be no. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Avery is Avery is good people. She's a very very talented brewer. One of the one of the best that I've I've ever met. So. Um, there's a reason that she's, she's there right now. I think. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, awesome. I, I can't imagine that's an easy place to brew. I mean, it's like, that's a lot of pressure there. Uh, <laughs> like maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Greg is the Howard Hughes of the brewery world. <laughs> um, all right. So Ron, thank you again for coming on. Uh, of course, guys. Like we said, we're going to do some bonus time with them. Uh, if you're not on stream sucks to be you. Uh, you can join us on stream, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Dan, what's the, uh, what's the Facebook and YouTube, John? So 
Facebook, well, YouTube is all weird, but yeah. check out the link in our bio. But Facebook, Instagram, and even here on Twitch, guys, it's Best Best Friends Pod. That's Best Best Friends Pod. Oh, shit, that's right. I, I did change it. You did change it. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Tom. And I just want to say this before we get into our other plugs, before we uh, diverge. Um because we talked about all their beer on this podcast, mm-hmm. guys, give them a follow. I mean, they don't need your follows. They have a million people already, but at Iron Hill Brewery, go ahead and give them a follow. Um, like we beer. said, they're on every, they're every corner. Um, you can find them wherever. Uh, drive throughs coming soon, uh, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a mobile app. I can get it with my cold brew. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, follow them on Instagram. Go get some beer. It's everywhere. It's in it's in uh, grocery stores. You can get some fried chicken and uh, and an Iron Hill four pack, maybe six pack. I don't know. Get the cannibal. Um, and then uh, yeah, you know the usual follow rate review guys. Give us a follow. Uh, all major all major podcast platforms. Uh, rating Dan. What are we rating? Five star party. Baby. Whoa! I like He's, you went up. I like you yeah. went up. You went up a little bit. I like that. Yeah. I had to, I mean, you said I was too flat at the beginning. I had to bring up the enthusiasm there. So, all right. And, uh, and reviews, guys, give us a review. You know, we said at the beginning of the podcast, if you're just listening to the end, I don't know what you, if you're just skipping the beginning and going to the end, I, sure, you can figure out. Go back, rewind. Um, let's see. What else do we have, Dan? Uh, What's tomorrow tomorrow night, tomorrow night tomorrow? uh for our stream viewers uh tomorrow night for our audio listeners tonight wednesday night we're doing a an exclusive twitch stream uh so we have to do this to to become twitch affiliates uh, apparently we're and, just we're just shilling so hard to try and yeah move move on up in the online streaming community yeah so so i mean we're gonna we're still gonna be drinking craft beer it's gonna be we'll be talking about it will be involved but it has to be that's the backbone of this podcast but we're gonna be doing some liver of this podcast yeah yeah it's the uh it's the withering liver of this (laughs) podcast um dialysis machine of this podcast the uh we're gonna be doing a uh 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 we're gonna be ranking fast food so that's what we're going to be got doing. Some fa- I got some fast food lined up, so I am, I'm ready to go. You got some fast food. Li- what, you're going to be eating? I thought that's what we were doing. I wouldn't say fast food overnight. <laughs> well, oh, no, I don't have it right now. Yeah. No, I'm, Dan, I have it. Dan has I have a, my idea, and I'm... Dan has a McDonald's it. burger and fries sitting on his oh, desk. Because, because, because they don't course, age. They don't because age. Of, because, of course, McDonald's fries are better after you reheat them. Yeah, obviously. Um... Yeah, no, they don't age. They, you know, you can sit them on your desk for a year and it's going to look the same. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to rate, uh, we're going to have, uh, my, my brother, my, my younger brother on, uh, comedian, Guys, comedian, Ryan K. Uh, we, we're going to have some spirited debate on where your favorite fast food restaurant lands on our tier list. So, Buckle in because I think I think there's going to be uh, I think the I think the discussion might get a little heated. Guys, I'm a little biased, but you have to tune in. Ryan is probably one of the funniest guys I've ever talked to. 
So, and and boy, does he love his fast food, and he's passionate about it. Yeah, he he, so, he is a passionate fast food enthusiast, so yeah. uh, definitely check that out. It'll be good. Uh, so, you know, audio, whatever, t- tune in tonight, uh, Wednesday at, uh, we'll call it 8, 830, roughly. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll push it back a little bit. It's going to yeah. be prime time. It's yeah. going to be prime time. 830, we're getting into that, the <laughs> sexy hours. 69, <laughs> um all right yeah that'll do it for soft us hours. Yeah, got, soft hours just uh just one more thing to plug here before we get into bonus yeah. time uh so uh this week i was fortunate enough to be a guest on the stabby stabby podcast if you're into obscure horror and beer drinking that's exactly what we did uh give them a follow it's at stabby pod on instagram but uh check them out stabby stabby podcast uh we had a lot of fun um checking out some obscure horror from mexico involving luchadors werewolves and vampires it was awesome so we did a lot of beer drinking we did a lot of bullshitting it is a ton of fun (laughs) yeah perfect can (laughs) art for that i know this is like the perfect uh beer to drink for stabby pod so yeah guys check them out at stabby pod all right everybody well that was uh that's it we're gonna wrap it up here uh dan bonus time dan i know you know you're you're far away but i'll I'll still give it to you i love you always have (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody remember it's not goodbye forever it's just what happened here my soundboard got on you didn't play a single pod drop when i did the pod what best best friends beat did you? Oh, really? Yeah, I played South oh, Town. Okay. Maybe it didn't come through on my headphones. Play Maybe this not. one. All right. It's just. I would have remembered if it was that loud. <laughs> <laughs> that was loud. And I tried to turn it down and my, my iPad folded and I couldn't get any leverage. It was terrible. You have one um, Belgian beard. The yeah. wheels just fall off. All right, everybody. It, that's, it's the first like beer over five. Well, no, never mind. Uh, I had a triple. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. <laughs> Just remember, uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That was the Clinton family. Uh, this is Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 117. We out. See Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Clang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalette, a cluggalette. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's the one for me Best Best Friends Pod Hosted by Dan and Tom Cindy Crawford's a fan How could you go wrong? So many pods up there We're 